you know, if I were to ask you uh, if you knew any Hebrew words um, or any Hebrew words that you've heard before, I, I would bet somewhere you've heard the word shalom somewhere at some time. And for many of us, that word shalom, we understand it to mean peace. And in Israel, it's a greeting to one another, just like Hawaiians say aloha. Uh, they say aloha for hello. They say aloha for goodbye. Uh, in Israel, shalom is the same way. They, they say shalom as a greeting. Uh, but what I want to discover today is that shalom has such a much more deeper meaning than just a greeting or this idea of peace or lack of conflict. I want to take us through the story of Gideon today to show us how he reaches this point at the end where he is able to call God Yahweh Shalom, that God is my peace. And so as we read in chapter 6, the Midianites have been oppressing Israel for seven years because God allowed it, uh, because Israel disobeyed God. And the Midianites would wait for the Israelites' harvest to be ready, and when it was ready, they would take it. And they would bring their animals to, to the land and devastate it. And after seven years of this oppressive behavior, the Israelites essentially gave up, meaning they had no will to fight or to defend themselves. And after all of this torment, finally, after seven years, the people of Israel, Israel cried out to God and God responded. And so God sent a prophet to tell them why they were in this situation. Basically, they were disobedient. Uh, but he didn't share why or how he was going to deliver them from this crisis that they were in. And then shortly thereafter, an angel appeared to Gideon. So when the angel spoke to Gideon, the very first statement that he made to Gideon was this. The Lord is with you in verse 12. Let me say that again. When the angel of the Lord came to visit Gideon, the very first thing he said is the Lord is with him. And that's important because when you're in this kind of crisis situation, it 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 may not feel like God is with you. And in fact, Gideon responded by asking that question, that if the Lord was with them, then why are they being tormented? Why is all this happening to the hands of Midian? It's probably the same way that many of us feel. Like, God, if you're with us, then why is all this happening to us? And Gideon asked the same thing. And so God told him that he was to send uh, Gideon to, uh, to deliver the, the children of Israel out of the hands of, of the Midianites. And then Gideon re- realized that this was an angel. And because he realized that this was an angel or this was from God, that he, he thought he was going to die. Because he was remembering what God said to Moses, you cannot see my face and live. And that's why the angel said that uh, peace be with you, you're not going to die. And so that's when Gideon builds this altar and calls it Yahweh Shalom. You know, when the circumstances of our life um, causes us to have questions like, how am I going to make it through? Or what am I going to do? Or what's going to happen this summer? How are we going to pay the bills? Why did she get sick? It causes us to worry, have anxiety, lots of stress, and essentially a loss of peace or shalom. When we're overwhelmed with life, our families, our finances, our health, when we're overwhelmed with our relationships and our circumstances, we experience this loss of of peace. And I think that's where many of us are right now, that we're experiencing a loss of shalom, a loss of peace. In this story, Gideon, for Gideon, things were so bad 
God's people left their homes and they're living in caves and mountains and holes in the ground. They're fearing for their lives. They have no peace at all. In fact, they were falling to pieces. And as a result, God's people were stressed out and living in fear. And so this concept of shalom in scripture is powerfully deep. It's more than feeling a a sense of calmness instead of stress. It's, it's so much more than the absence of conflict. Uh, the organization, the Bible Project, which is an organization that makes short films describing uh, words of the Bible, they describe shalom as experiencing wholeness or being complete. That the Old Testament concept of shalom or peace is experiencing wholeness or being complete. It's not just the absence of conflict. See, life is complex with moving parts and relationships. And all of this is part of the puzzle of life. And when any of the pieces are missing or they're out of alignment, your shalom is broken and needs to be restored. So for example, when you have cancer, you're experiencing a loss of this physical shalom. Or when you break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you're experiencing a loss of relational shalom. And when you lose your job, you're, you're experiencing the loss of an emotional shalom and that there's, there's uh, something is missing or broken out of alignment and your shalom is broken and it needs to be restored. It needs to be restored to give some imagery to the word of shalom in, in Joshua chapter eight, Joshua wants to build an altar for God and, and God instructs him to build it using unbroken, uncracked, uncut, uncut rocks or shalom rocks. That's the word used there. I want you to use shalom rocks, rocks made of shalom. And shalom could be this illustrated as a wall with no gaps or holes or cracks. So that's the idea of shalom, of this wholeness, of this completion. You know, in scripture, we see a lot of uh, nations at war, rival nations. And uh, when they're trying to make shalom, it doesn't mean that they just stop fighting. They start working for one another's behalf, for the other nation's wholeness. Pastor Tim Keller uses the term human flourishing. And so shalom is to experience this human flourishing. But here is where it gets powerful. The concept of peace in the Old Testament, the concept of shalom is seen to be something that God gives, that it's God-given and only God-given. So for example, if a person is sick or ill, they need shalom that's only available from God. They need the peace only that comes from God. When they're at war, they need a peace that only comes from God. That peace, shalom, is a gift from God. That shalom is a gift from God, and it is recognized that God could give it or take it away. It Typically, it's based on whether they are obedient to God or not. And so shalom in the Old Testament context basically means two things. That there would be no wars in the land, and more importantly, listen, that the relationship with God was healthy. That the Old Testament concept of shalom is when their relationship with God was healthy. And so if there were wars, then that was physical evidence that the relationship with God was damaged and peace was absent. And this is typically because of people's disobedience, as I mentioned. But now watch this. If people weren't at peace with God, they could not be at peace with their neighbors. Let me say that again. If people were not at peace with God, they would not be at peace with their neighbors. 
And so peace in their society really depended solely on their ability to maintain peace in their relationship with God. And so often we get the order wrong. We try to make peace with people first. But God knows that that way to world peace is, is only through a right relationship with God because God is the giver of peace. He is peace. And when you're at peace with God, then you can be at peace with people. That's how God designed it, and that's how God works it. And so many times we're trying to do conflict resolution, and we're trying to make peace with one another. But peace with others only comes when you have peace with God. If you hear what I'm saying, somebody wave their hands and say amen. In, in, in this passage, in verse 23, the Lord, Yahweh, says to him, notice now it's the Lord, Yahweh, not the angel of the Lord. He says, Shalom, do not be afraid. You're not going to die. You can't underestimate the impact of these words that it had had on Gideon. See, because his people had not known peace for seven long years. They were afraid. They were worried about dying every single day. And now God had an encounter, or sorry, Gideon had an encounter with God. And God, just like in a few verses before in verse 21, he could totally like vaporize them, just like he did the meat and the bread. And he recognized this. But the Lord instead pronounced shalom, peace. And Gideon was about to experience peace with God, with himself, and with others. Don't miss this. To a man who has not known peace for seven years, for a long time, this is an incredible, powerful promise. And maybe that's where someone today, here in, in our service today, we, you need to hear that this word from the Lord that you've been stressed and anxious for a very, very long time. And that was the same situation of Gideon and his people. And therefore, Gideon, when he heard the word of the Lord, he said, Shalom, you will not, you will not die. And so he wanted to mark this occasion so that he wouldn't forget it. And so in verse 24, Gideon builds an altar to the Lord, and he calls it, The Lord is peace, Yahweh Shalom. The great I am is your perfect peace. He is Yahweh Shalom. And and he built this memorial because whenever you build a memorial, you represent what is true and what happened, right? You never build statues of something that didn't happen or didn't, you know, is not true, right? You're not going to build a a statue in front of Staples Center of some event that didn't happen or, or, or of some player that nobody knows. No, you're going to memorialize something that is true, that happened, that you want to remember forever. And Gideon wants to remember forever that in the seven years of stress and anxiety, of this long season of pain and and stress and difficulties, he wanted to remember when the Lord declared himself that he is our peace. The great I am is our peace. Can a brother get an amen? And here's what, watch this, here's what's, what's powerful. It was prophesied in the book of Isaiah that there is going to be a child that is going to be born unto us. There's going to be a son that is given unto us, that the government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and what? Prince of Shalom. And it's peace that Shalom will never end. In other words, there's going to be a time where there will be a prince of shalom and there would be no end to shalom that this prince of shalom would restore what was broken that he would right 
every wrong, that he would fix all things, that he would bring wholeness and completion to this world, that God is going to send us uh, someone, uh, the Prince of Shalom, who's going to restore all this. And his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. His name is Jesus. And if you're ever going to experience peace in your life, it's not going to come through financial security. It's not going to come through your mate, your spouse. It's not going to come through your job. Shalom is not going to come through anything on this earth. Why? Because all of these things can be taken from you at any moment. None of these things are guaranteed. And so where does true peace, where does true shalom, where does true wholeness and completeness come from? It comes in and through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is the Prince of Peace. In John 16, 33, Jesus says, The words that I've spoken to you, I've spoken it to you so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you'll have tribulation, but take courage because I have overcome the world. Jesus told them, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. I give you my peace. And so he is our shalom. He is our peace. And Jesus gives us that peace. He gives it to us. And our shalom was paid in full. There's nothing that we need to do to to earn it or purchase it. It was paid in full on the cross so that we could have a right relationship with God. Fundamentally, shalom means reconciliation with God. And it's paid in full. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen to that. So peace in this life and in the next life comes from having this right relationship with God which involves forgiveness from our sins, accepting what God has done in faith. And so if if we're lacking shalom today, then maybe we're lacking our connection with the shalom. If you're lacking in shalom, if you're lacking in peace today, then maybe we're lacking connection with the shalom. I want to finish with this. In Romans 5, the Apostle Paul understood this the power of Yahweh Shalom. He says, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace. We have Shalom through our Lord Jesus Christ. This relationship with God, this relationship with peace is available for all of us who know him. Peace is there for us to take. There's nothing that can rob you of peace. Because it's based on what Jesus has already done, not what who we are, what we have to do, or the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Nothing can rob you of the peace that you, you can obtain because Jesus has already done it on the cross. And so we can be confident that in the fact that God is all-powerful, that he's in control. You don't have to worry about life's problems because God has given us shalom, a relationship with him that is forever and it is eternal. But you can be sure that once we take our eyes off of God and start to do things our own way and, and move into disobedience, you will lose your shalom. You will lose your peace. But my prayer for us this morning is that you would recognize that in our stress, in our anxiety, in our worries, in our fears, that there is 
a, a, a wholeness and a completeness, that there is Jesus who, who has come to fix every wrong. And so may Yahweh be your peace today. May Jesus be your shalom today. Are you struggling with worry, anxiety, or stress today? I know that I am. You can only get it from Jesus. Only he can make you whole. Only he can make you complete. And he is what is missing in your life. Now is the time to seek him. Now is the time to seek his peace. Now is the time to seek his shalom. Now is the time to be with Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for you are my Yahweh Shalom. If he is your Shalom this morning, somebody say amen. 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 Would you join me in in prayer? Father, uh, Lord, this world is chaotic. This world is filled with, with trouble. This world is filled with brokenness. This world is filled with things that need restoration, God. And Father, we pray that in this imperfect world, God, that we would cling on to the one who brings shalom, to the one who brings restoration, to the one who brings healing, to the one who who restores all things and makes new things uh, out of ashes. And so, Lord, you, we declare that you are our shalom. We thank you, God, that you are the God who sees us, but, Lord, you are also the God who is our peace. We want to uh, be in your presence, Lord, and help us this week to be in shalom as we connect with you. God, we thank you for your name. We thank you that your name is above any other name. We thank you that your name is greater than all other names. We thank you that your name is Yahweh Shalom. We bless you. And in Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, amen, amen, amen.